PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 456 of Cinema Crespo Diso. I'm your host, Chris Crespo. We are doing this thing. We're doing it. We're in your ears and we're having fun. Aren't you enjoying yourself? Enjoy yourself already. Enjoy this podcast. No. That's right. Nope, our new trick isn't working. Uh, It's fine. Juicy Cockburn, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing. How's your hand doing? Doing. It's doing? I, I see the doctor in two days. Yay! Well, two days from when we're recording this, not from when you're listening to it, because, you know, time. That, that could be in the past. It could, Or it could be in the future. Or it could be, yeah, it could be people, maybe this episode, tenant-wise, people are hearing it in, like, the uh, 1990s. Like, wow, this is what's going to happen to our, our future Lord and Savior, Juicy Cockburn. <laughs> oh, that is, man... The turn that it I takes. mean, th- there's going to be, I mean, the apocalypse is going to have to be pretty catastrophic if I'm the Lord. And That's Savior. what I'm saying. The turn that humanity takes for you to ascend to the throne is going to be insane. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I imagine. <laughs> you, humanity's going to have to go to some pretty dark places, Chris. <laughs> it, it, it's like a good episode of The Twilight Zone, maybe. Uh, guys, we're recording a whole new episode of the show. Why am I even saying that? It's, uh, let's do the plugs up off the top. CinemaCrespityso at gmail.com. If you email us, we will read it on the show. Or you can email us and be like, can I get some stickers? And we'll send you stickers because we still do have we, some. Do we still have stickers? We still have like a little... Guys, this show is a shit show, but it's fine. <laughs> things, things were falling. We had to stop, but it, we're back. Detected drop samples. Don't worry about that. Show show sounds like shit. Oh boy, it's been rough. It's been a rough start already. It's been a rough week. It's been a rough life. So this is four sixty five. We're feeling alive, and we're talking about this movie called Wolf. Oh and man, it, and it's not the Wolf with Jack Nicholson. You ever see that one? A werewolf movie with Jack Nicholson in the nineties with Michelle Pfeiffer? Question mark. I don't think so. And he's a uh, straight up like he's got like wolf eyes. Yeah. He's like. Oh, and he's got it's running around. And something about that does kind of half ring a bell, yeah. but at the same time, I cannot be certain. That's yeah, a movie, Wolf. Uh, this movie, not to be confused with this movie, Wolf, which is about a, a people with species identity disorder, aka yes. Sid. Sid. Yeah, I thought Sid was something else. Apparently not. Apparently no one does. Or world. maybe something. Maybe it also is something else. Oh man! So if you don't get the first Sid, you might get the second Sid. Mm-hmm. You gotta. Get past the first Sid to get to the second. I'm talking about sudden infant death syndrome, guys. <laughs> right? Sid? Yeah. Is that uh-huh. what that is? Yeah. Um, so, uh, so it's 1917 guy. He thinks he's yeah. he thinks he's Wolf Boy. Yes. And, and so he, get, he gets sent to a psychiatric facility where there is a dog boy mm-hmm. and a horse girl mm-hmm. and a cat girl. Bird girl. Parrot. Specifically parrot. Parrot girl. Well, and because she repeats everything yeah. the way like the parrots, she parrots do. She yeah, parrots. Yes. Uh-huh. So parrot girl. There's a squirrel boy. Squirrel boy. There's bear man. Because he's kind of older. Yeah, but you only really hear him. Yeah, it's true. 
Uh, well, you see him later when he holds the, yeah. the, the picture. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, but, but when Panda they, Girl. Yeah. When they, oh, Panda. I forgot about Panda Girl. That, that was a fun reveal. Mm-hmm. That was a fun reveal. Um, there's a Spider Girl. So, all, all these are young. They're all young people, right? They, they all. Oh, Duck Boy. And Duck, he, he's, he's, he's like the, young, the youngest. He's, he's, he's an actual child. Yeah. But I think most of them are presenting to be like still in the care of parents. I mean, I think that just has to do with their mental state. Yes. Can't, can't let Squirrel Boy out there be be a man because he's too... Because uh, he thinks he's a fucking squirrel, he's, dude. He's, he thinks he's a squirrel. So, then the movie is about these people going through, uh, like, animal identity conversion therapy. Yes. Uh-huh. Correct. <laughs> and uh, they're told that you are not animals. You are boys and girls. And they're like, we're boys and girls. But then, quietly, when they're together, like, we are animals. <laughs> Which, Ow! I mean... I mean, if you can find a way to survive that way, I mean, I guess good for you, hey, well, that, but... That's a solution for some people, not for others. Spoiler alert, I guess, <laughs> if, you, if you wanted to assign randomly yeah. uh, to characters. Um, so 1917 thinks he's a wolf, and uh, Johnny Rose's daughter thinks she's a cat, but she's not a, a pa- oh, she's a patient, but not really. She's like well, no. sort of like... I mean, yes and no. So, I, I mean, the way, the way I figure it, like, she's been there for so long. Yeah. And it seems like the... Maybe even the, abandoned to the, them. The nurse lady yeah. is kind of like her ha- mother. Has taken on some sort of maternal. Yeah. Maybe some, she's been there for so long. So, no, exactly. But she's yeah. been there for so long that she's given a certain amount of... Leeway. Well, well and authority, too. Yeah, like, that's true. Well, like because, a trustee situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, probably. So she, when she got there, she was so young, and the lady like raises her essentially, yeah, and the whole, like, and the whole time she's like, "I'm cat lady." Yeah, yeah. I'm cat lady with big ass nipples, <laughs> <laughs> poking out of everything. Yeah, I mean, for real. <laughs> and then they make a grand reveal. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. So this movie is not rated. I did notice that. Yes, I. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that was Which interesting. Is, I mean, I guess it's fine. I could have. I could have been an R. I, it, I don't know rated, why. Oh, rated R only for probably themes and the nudity. And nudity, uh, and I would say thematic situations, adult. Yeah, yeah, thematic. I mean, even if you take away the nudity, I, I wouldn't like label this for a PG or nothing. No, or like I'm, kids shouldn't and, watch this. And, and it's not even that. Like it's all that violent no, or it's psychologically you know, gory. It's just like it's it's some fucking weird heavy shit. It's and, weird shit. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Shit. I mean, when uh, when Wolf Boy he's all uh, like masked and muzzled and chained, get, dude, get, getting a hand job. That's yeah, weird no, that's, staring that, at the wall. That right there. That's yeah, a, that's a weird yeah, moment. Uh huh. It's a weird really, movie. It is. It, it, <laughs> right? It's like, I just wanted to, I, I was, I was it, thinking about if you were going to reveal that or I not. I mean, why not? <laughs> gotta give, gotta entice people, I yeah, think, to want to check this thing yeah. out because it's, what it is, it's pretty straightforward. These yeah. Pe- these people think they're animals and then people, other people are trying to help them, but are they because really trying to help them? Or, and are they really helping them? Yes. I mean, yes, but, yes. Like, but, is it working? But, or I mean, is it bad what they're doing? Well, the, th- the th- I mean, I, I, I mean, I understand. Like these people, if they choose to be animals, mm-hmm. like they're gonna die. Yeah, out in the world. <laughs> uh, star- like no, they're gonna die in the woods of starvation. Yeah, yeah the bad <laughs> things are, if they actually live as animals, yeah. that's that. That's that immersion therapy that the dude was trying to do. So, uh, Patty Considine is like the main guy lead in the charge of like uh, they call him the zookeeper. Yeah. He's trying to uh, 
to fix them in his own way. And uh, Tough love. looking a little old in this, yeah. like with a little gray hair, uh-huh. and, and made me realize, holy shit, it's been 20 years almost, I think, since Dead Man Shoes, and uh, I think his first big movie, he had a small part in Born. The, the third, third, third of Adam, the third, the third something, <laughs> whatever. Well, yeah. I forgot what they're called. <laughs> the third. He's the one of them. He's the yeah. one of them. He's really good in it, and he's also was it very the identity? Short. Was it the ultimate? Not the identity. It's one of the shaky. It it's one of the shaky ones. Okay. Identity is non-shaky. Was that was that the first one? Yeah. Okay. That's a Doug Lyman one, and then Paul Greengrass took it over. There's like, <laughs> it's like holy shit, what's going on here? I can't see nothing. Um. I mean, it's a, it's a weird it's movie. Weird like, movie. The, I don't know. But I don't know if I like. I mean, this is the type of movie that I would have expected to see at the Enzion. Yes, film festival. Yeah, this is the type of movie that we would have seen at the beginning of the COVID nineteen pandemic when everything got shut down, and we're like, "What are we going to do? I guess we'll rent a movie on some indie film through mm-hmm. like the Enzion's website." Mm-hmm. What's showing? This movie called Wolf. What I don't know. I was watching. Okay, exactly. And then we watch it, and they're like, "Oh, all right." Over. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, there were parts of it I liked. There were yeah. they, they went to some definitely interesting places. Yeah. I mean, I'm, there's I've never seen a movie kind of quite like this. I mean, it, yes, yes. It, it, as, so as the movie was going, it made me think of people like uh, Yorgos Lathimos, mm-hmm. his own animal themed movie, The Lobster, yeah, right? and uh, like other specific artists and actor uh, directors who it's like the movie is. is like one person came up with this idea yeah. and wrote it yeah. and then got everyone on board to make their vision. I think this person, thing, I, what it said at the end, Natalie, some whatever, oh, I think it said. And uh, it's like, this doesn't happen on a big budget level. It's, oh. you know, that's when it's by committee. Imagine mostly it's like a producer, com- like yeah. all the movies we do on the Patreon. When uh-huh. I do like, how, how did this movie get made? And I do the history. It's always like a producer came up with an idea. Then yeah. he hired a writer. Then he had that rewritten by another guy. And then another yeah. person rewrote it. And then this person did. And it's like, Oh my God, whose movie is this anyway? At the end of the day, you got Don Simpson be like, I came up with the idea for Beverly Hills cop. And, Everyone's like, no, you didn't. And, and, and he's, he's like, like, no, I did. And he's like, prove it. Prove it. It doesn't look. Huge line. Prove it. All right, Don, relax. Jesus Christ. This guy's going to pull a knife on me one of these days. I swear to God, he's got that energy. Uh, I thought 1917 was good, whatever his name is. Yeah. He does He does a very good wolf-like performance. Yeah, I was, I mean, he, he really went for it. Yeah. Even when he's like, just sitting there, I feel like I think he's acting like a wolf right now. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, well, I think he's. I think he, that's a wolf acting like a human right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, uh, for real. It feels like uh, like he's acting as a wolf a lot more than because you know wolves are known for being still and steady yeah. and all that shit. So he's doing it a lot um, and trying and trying to pass as human in those yeah. moments. <laughs> <laughs> Holding his like utensils and sitting in his feet, like uh, what am I gonna do with this? Scratches himself with the knife. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then she comes, are you done with this? Yeah, I'm done. Uh, yeah. I'm like, how's he going to eat? What's he going to do? How's he so ripped if he's not eating? Well, I mean, he's also skinny man ripped because he's got no body fat. Yeah, he's lithe. Yeah. He's lithe. He's also young. He's like, what, in his mid-20s probably? Probably. Yeah. Benefit of youth. Ugh, hate these people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I walked by a mirror naked this morning, so, so I'm not in a good uh, not a good mood. mood. Not in a good yeah. self mood. That was my mistake. The, the, the blanket fell off the mirror. That wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. The dog knocked it down. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, it's like I appreciate the week for sure. It, it's unique. It's mm-hmm. interesting. It feels like a film festival movie. It feels like a person being like, this is what I can do with a million dollars. You know, two million dollars. Yeah. A million of that going to pay all the actors. Uh, what if, uh, you know, now give me 
Give me more. Give me ten. Give me ten. Give me give me a, a, a Fantastic Four two or however Marvel does it now, where they yeah. they pluck these people up <laughs> from these tiny movies. Uh, yeah, 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 it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's gonna be on streaming services eventually. People are gonna be disappointed by it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it all depends on what you're looking for in a movie. I mean, general general yeah. people. Oh yeah, you know, uh-huh. the people are disappointed by like uh, Saint Maud and. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is definitely yeah. that type. Of movie, yeah, it's that type of movie. Yeah. Like, well, this is this is arty and weird, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I'm, I, I think I like it. You might like it. <laughs> There's a good chance you might like it. It's a wavelength sort of thing for sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, agreed. It was fine. I'm glad I saw it. Not like we had much shorts anyway. Yeah. It, it, it's it's the weekend after the for Black Friday weekend, which is like one of the top three worst weekends for. It's that Super Bowl weekend and Valentine's Day. Wait, Valentine's Day? No, not Valentine's Day. Yeah, Valentine's Day. Those are the three worst uh, movie going weekends of the year. <sighs> Let's talk about our media diets. Oh boy, I filled up. I filled up on some Wheel of Time episode five. No, I didn't. I'm I'm caught up to the one that came out yesterday. I think that's episode five. Yeah, that's the one with because uh, I watched it this morning. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. I haven't watched that yet, but I'm caught up up until there now. Okay, so you so you haven't seen uh, the one with the with the with the child Valda and no. the the way of the light versus the way of the leaf and the oh uh, you know, yeah I saw I, I'm not the way of the light versus the way of the I just got introduced the to way it. of the leaf just showed yeah. up yeah and on that next episode they go head to head in a little bit and then you're like one side's definitely gonna win yeah <laughs> I don't know about this pacifism non violent bullshit yeah. leafies yeah yeah. So I saw I saw the okay. I saw the dark side of everything. Yeah, that, that, that's yeah. a dark side episode. Yeah, and then the dude dies, man, man, dry, dry guy own or whatever. Whatever. Uh, but then like the girl brings him back, so it's like, oh shit, you got powers. Yeah, yeah. I'm not tracking fully who has what powers or what. Yeah, so when yeah. people start well, doing well, shit, yeah, the, the, the reveal at the end of episode four, <laughs> yeah. is like, like everyone's like, well shit, maybe maybe she's the one we're waiting for. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all waiting <laughs> for the dragon. Yeah. I think the thing I'm interested in most is these uh, these dudes going around the white the. the these uh, the way of the light people. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, looking for the false dragons. Well, I mean, false dragons. Nothing. They. That's what they say. When, when I look at them, like I think of like the Catholic Church in the in medieval times. Yeah, Inquisition. Like, they're yeah, very yes. Inquisition. They are the they're, they're, they're the Inquisition. Chris, they're the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah, yeah. They're always the bad guys. That, that's why they're the most interesting <laughs> for sure. That's why they're the, they are the most interesting. Um, interesting twist a bit in episode five, including also some like that's it's a thing with the show. Uh, Do what uh, when when uh, homeboy died almost at the end of episode four. Yeah, I was like, I was like, ooh, they are going Game of Thrones. Like yeah. I was invested in the character, and they're just gonna fucking kill him. Yeah. There, there are stakes. Yeah, and then they resurrected him, and I was like, nah, there isn't. That's the thing. You're like, yeah, <laughs> I had the same feeling. I was like, wow, they're killing people fast. Yeah, uh, but then the next episode, people die. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, cool. cool. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad there are yeah. there's some permadeath in these fucking shows. What, what, what there, I think there need to be stakes. It has to be, and what I think helps is that it's a. 14, 20 book series or some oh, ridiculous okay. shit like that. So there's going to be so many characters. It's going to be easy. Like, all right, there's a character. It's a given storyline. So, Bump them off because we have more so shit to do. How, so how are they doing this? Is this like every series? Yeah, exactly. Is it is every like every season going to be a book? Or are they doing like story arcs? Yeah, or like, how question. the fuck? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know what you're Because I'm not, I'm not familiar with the books either, other than I know that they started in the early 90s. Okay. They are pretty pretty popular in the fantasy world. 
Uh, like I said, there are many, many books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a real so investment. Popular. Yes. By the time you get to like book 10 or 12, there's uh, literally dozens of main characters and storylines to, to keep track of. Yeah. And um, the main dude, just, I think his name is Robert Jordan, has passed. And uh, his estate picked another has picked another author to pick up the work and oh, keep it okay. going to finish the story. Oh, so, oh so apparently after 14 volumes, the story's still not done. <laughs> yeah, I think, <laughs> I think it, may, it may still be going. It's possible it may still be going. <laughs> that is a fucking story. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, lo- I love these people who are like, I am J.R.R. Yeah, I'm, like, but times five, I bu- apparently. I built a world, hell, a universe. Yes, yes. Uh, when a character shows up and, and sits down and starts playing a song and does like a whole four minute song I'm like motherfucker we got one of these guys yeah. who's like uh-huh. I write languages and songs <laughs> and poems for my characters and, and we will respect them I'm like oh my god <laughs> I forgot to listen to another goddamn dwarf sing another song <laughs> on a fucking mountain I'm gonna I swear to god you well then, that. don't play fantasy video games. Oh no, yeah, I know because th- that means that's all that is. Because <laughs> I've gotten doubled by that Jesus. shit. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I'm sick of all that fucking nonsense. Yeah. Uh, Sidetrack. Side note for future media diet updates. I finally got myself access to a video game machine. Yeah. So expect video game updates. I think cool. I'm. Gonna, I think I'm gonna jump in the deep end with the uh, Yakuza Zero over here. Yeah. Oh, cool. Let me know. Yeah. I'll let you know. I'll let you know for let sure. Let me know if it's any good. Uh, we all time. I'm enjoying it. Episode five. I'm enjoying. It. Apparently, I mean, I I always take this shit with a grain of salt because it's like how you how are you gonna believe these people when they tell you the thing like my thing. It's like listening to Trump. I'm the greatest. I got all the best stuff. <laughs> Fuck you. So Amazon says Wheel of Time is their number one show okay. right now, like worldwide. I think it's like it's the most watched thing we've ever had or whatever. So they're trumpeting the success of Wheel yeah. of Time, just like how Netflix now they're like, oh, Red Notice. Yeah, we're gonna give you our <laughs> top ten. And oh, look at that. Red Notice is the number one watched thing in the universe. Exactly. Like, yeah, sure it is. Yeah, sure it is. You sound like the. It's like when. This this is what happens over in China, in China, where um, they're breaking national box office records over there with movies making six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred million dollars, like U.S. You know, mm-hmm. converted um, just in their domestic box office, and uh, and then it makes like an additional two million worldwide. And there's yeah. a reason for that why their stuff isn't traveling. Because first off, they're almost all exclusively propaganda films. They're all about Chinese history, war movies, stuff like that. Chinese yeah. heroes, national heroes. And then what the government does, because it's China Film Group is part of the Chinese government. Well, duh, because... Because, yeah, because <laughs> they control it all. One party, one rule. And uh, and they announced publicly a couple of years ago, weren't even like... They were upfront about it. Oh, yeah, we're, we're merging our Chinese film group with the propaganda department. Yeah, so now, now it, it is all propaganda. Yeah, that's it's, no. it's the point. That's like, no. <laughs> guys, this is why we're making films. Don't you forget about this. This is the only reason why you get to watch movies, because we're controlling it. Yeah. And and then what they do is they make the um, exhibitors, the theater owners, buy tickets. So they essentially sell out all their showings for their movies, their but, propaganda films. But there might not be anybody actually in the seats. But the goddamn theaters are empty sometimes. Yes. Interesting. Yes, I, I read some article about that a while ago. From, you know... Right, uh, left, leftist, liberal media. Uh, uh, what was it? The Washington Journal? No, New York Times. So, so like respected news sources. Yeah, I mean, it's just. <laughs> however, it's it doesn't matter. It's like you're. No, I don't believe it. Was it on Newsmax? Hawkeye episode three. I don't, I haven't seen episode three yet. It's fine. Still, still, just it's doing its, it's good. It's doing its, its thing. thing. It's it's trucking along. It's another day down, getting closer to Christmas, and 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 Clint, Clint 
Clint is nowhere near getting home in time of course to be not. with his kids. Um, he's bonds a little bit more with Kate Bishop. Uh, there's a new character, uh, bad guys introduced. That they're pretty good, pretty decent little bad guy setup. Uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a browsing review, I Chris. Mean, it's whatever. Yeah, not exactly. It, it, this, this this is a whatever show. I feel yeah. like. Um, Still, ha- still hasn't got you. I'm enjoying the body by Jake's niece. She's mm-hmm. always good and stuff. And I also like how apparently Clint uh, Hawkeye's uh, deafness. I read an article about this. How canonically he has been like either half deaf or whole deaf, whole, yeah. whole for a lot of his runs. And um, and in this one, it's the first time they've made that part of his character. And I like how in the first episode they were like they suddenly like how did how did that all that happen? And he's like I don't know. And then it cuts <laughs> a, a montage of like explosions from yeah. previous movies. Uh-huh. Like, and he's like right. He's like oh my god. Yeah. Um, and it's cool that it's like finally we are seeing some actual damage happening to the human characters in yeah, the he's in got his a comic fucking, book movies. I mean, he's got a hearing aid. He lost so. his hearing. But then you know what they're gonna do too is they started with episode three. What they're gonna do is he's gonna learn to be like. You don't need the hearing aid. Yeah. You know, you're stronger without it. That type mm-hmm. of thing. It's like a sound of metal, but with uh, arrows. Yeah. Um, it's good. I'm enjoying it. That's fine. Chuck eye. Chuck eye. Chuck eye. Chuck eye. So that. So. Oh boy. So is Hawkeye shooting a Chucky arrow, or is Chucky, or is it Chucky with a bow? Man, Chucky <laughs> with a bow would be the sickest shit ever, <laughs> and it would be in line with because he's a stabby guy. That'd be yeah. in line with his thing. He wants to pierce people. Chucky episode seven. Uh, Chuck guy. I think we're getting to the. Uh, I think there may only be eight episodes. Okay. Uh, so I, I wonder. I wonder. I don't know. Because it's getting like wacky. It's getting there, man. It's getting crazy. Characters are making turns. Uh, people are dying violently and viciously. And uh, and there's also you know the the the, the, the like the B plot that's happening that I'm not that into. But fuck it, who cares? Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, it's a seventy thirty show. I think I said seventy thirty. It's seventy percent really good show, and then thirty percent like eh. No. It's a good time to check my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's good, man. Brad Dourif is a lot of fun. The doll is incredible. That doll is like the actual puppet is incredible. I'm super impressed by it, and I am, I'm enjoying it. It's a good show. USA. It's a USA show. Characters, not it's not characters welcome anymore. Now it's um we got we got character. I don't know, they changed it. No. I've watched my my hundredth movie. Wolf was my hundred and first movie for my okay. Crespo Hundo. I watched my official one hundredth movie of the year this week, and it was John Carpenter's Dark Star, his very okay. first film. Uh, so not Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> it's pre Star Wars because it's seventy. 76- Seventy-five, seventy-six. Uh, Star Wars is seventy-seven. Yeah. Actually, what ha- what had happened was uh, uh, Dark Star is the first movie to feature um, a visual depiction of warp speed okay. of, of like the stars yeah. turning into lines because he goes so fast. And um, Dan O'Bannon is the guy who came up with that. And Lucas hit up O'Bannon. It was like, "Yo, I saw Dark Star. How'd you do that effect?" And, and brought him on. Yeah. Uh, but then he couldn't stick around to work on Star Wars because. Um, that's when he was in France working on Dune, yeah. and then Dune falls apart. He's like, "Fuck!" He's depressed for a year, and then Walter Hill's like, "Hey, come, come, boot, come, write my Alien movie." And then he does Alien. Then he's rich for the rest of his life. Because yeah. anytime anything has Alien, it's done by Alien. Everything it says based on characters by Dan Dana O'Bannon. Man. And then yeah. here's your check, sir. For, <laughs> oh my god, another for another video game or whatever. Yeah. Um. So Dark Star is their first movie that is about like, and it also predates Alien, where it's about like. 
just dudes working in space, and they're not great astronauts or bold nope. or nothing. They're, they're just working in space. Yes. But the thing is, it's fucking space. They're in space. <laughs> Some shit, shit gets weird sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, well, how do you, yeah, how do you clean your clothes or whatever? Use the bathroom in space. And um, it's like 2001, but like with a dumb, almost stoner aesthetic. Yeah. And actually, there is a, uh, a scene or two with them smoking weed. And uh, and what it is, it's Carpenter and O'Bannon working together. It's a student film, essentially, is what it is. And when they made it, it was like 50 minutes long, which makes it too long to be a short film and yeah. too short to be a feature. So they had to decide, do we cut this down? And then it becomes a highly regarded student film that's good for the industry or do we add 30 minutes and try to release it in theaters and they get convinced to add the 30 minutes they release it in theaters and it's like mm, yeah. they, they, yeah. they, they, they even say now Carpenter says now yeah it sh- we should have just left it a, a student film instead of trying to make it more than it was yeah. but it's still if you're like a Carpenter completely completionist and you've seen all his other stuff it's very interesting to see where he started from what he did with such a low budget some of the wonky shit that's like man this is stupid and yeah. some of the things are like oh this is actually like the war speed shit yeah. I was like wow <laughs> yeah. wow look at that wow <laughs> wow wow I'm marrying J-Lo wow that's a weird trailer remember that one when Owen yeah. Wilson's getting married Jennifer Lopez yeah. he's like wow I'm, I'm just I'm just a guy <laughs> in the crown wow um that's more of a Nick Cage. The, uh, I watched this on, I think I watched this on Pluto. It's available on a few things. Pluto, Tubi, I think also. Oh. So they throw in the commercials. Was, Come on, now you're going to make this thing even longer. Yes. So it's for sure, like, only watch it if, like, I got to watch all the things John Carpenter. There's only, he only has one movie that I haven't seen now, which is his last movie, The Ward. Came out in 2010. No one likes it. Well, it's, it's are, a very are, disappointing film. Are you early. going to be a completionist, Chris? <laughs> I think I am. I think I am. I think I'm going to go ahead and, and just rip that bandaid off yeah. and, and officially fully say I've seen all things Carpenter. Carpenter. Yeah, because uh, shit, he hasn't made that many movies. Um, but Dark Star, interesting. And that was my one hundo of my Crespo hundo. Congratulations, was like, Chris. Was like a full a few weeks ago. Wow, not bad. Uh, what about you, buddy? What you been doing, watching, seeing? Uh, so yeah, like I said, caught up on Wheel of Time. Yes. Uh, As of yesterday. Started using that Apple Plus, so I watched Mythic Quest. Okay. The whole thing. How much is... What it's is two, the whole Two seasons. Oh, hang on. It's two seasons. Ah, delicious. Uh, the first oh, season was 11 episodes. Okay. The second season was nine. So 20 total. Yeah, and they're only 30 minutes apiece. Oh, not bad. So, 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 so 10 hours. Yeah. 10 hours of Mythic Quest. Mm-hmm. Was it good? I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for what, I, I, for what it was. Well, here's my thing. Like, I, I'm not like an always sunny guy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm not... Like this is my f- first thing I've ever seen that Rob with, with, with Rob McAmelody uh, exactly yeah uh, not not to be confused with Holt Matt M- 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 what's that guy's name <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah no I I, I like the supporting cast there was it was definitely a di- diverse cast um, Abed from Community yeah was in it nice uh, and uh, in the first episode you get F. F. Murray Abraham, F. Murray Abraham is in the whole thing. That's awesome, and it's amazing. So once That's I saw, awesome. once I saw F. Murray Abraham, I was like, you know what? That, that helps hook I, you I'm in. Gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this whole thing. Yeah, that helps get you. Yeah, like man, he's still out there doing his thing. He, he was being old. weird and crazy and drunk. Yeah, he was old in the 70s, and he, he's like still doing it. Uh huh. Yeah, in Mythic Quest, he's a uh, 
he's a, a failed science fiction writer that now writes the video game lore okay. for Mythic Quest. For Mythic Quest. Because, you know, it's about a company that makes a massively successful online MMORPG. So it's a MMORPG-based uh-huh. uh, uh, TV show. Yeah. Okay. I've never played a MMORPG. <laughs> uh, I played World of Warcraft for like two hours yeah. and realized that this it, is bad for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just I just left and I never went back. Like, oh, I like yeah. video games and I have an addictive personality. Uh-huh, this, this is, is hooking yeah, no, right into it. Uh huh. Yeah, I could be I could be that guy, but I'm, I chose not to be. You could be that guy in that MTV News special who's like, I play in a Gatorade bottle and yeah, exactly. <laughs> very very good possibility. I order Domino's three uh-huh. times a day. Yeah, no, I just didn't I didn't want to become one of those people. <laughs> it's like, why don't you just order it once yeah. a day and get three pies like i i because yeah. i want them to show up hot each time <laughs> and I, i'm just like and this game just goes on forever like there is no end yeah like, this is not this is not good i need an ending yeah <laughs> there needs to be an ending please yeah, for real like life has an ending christ yeah. almighty uh-huh. please give me an ending mythic quest okay so that that was good yeah. uh i watched also on apple plus uh so i think last week and the week before i told you about uh the what like World at Night in Earth at Night yeah. in color. So th- they have another one on there called Tiny World, and it's about small animals okay. and insects Ooh. and things of that nature. And, okay. it's, and it's narrated by Paul Rudd, which is kind of weird because he's Ant Man. Yeah, well, he's I mean, yeah, that he's makes a, sense. Yeah, they're like, hey, he likes ants. Let's get him to record the episode on ants. And then they're like, I don't think that's how they're get Paul right now. Okay, fine, I'll get him. My bad, G. Um, all right, Tiny World. Tiny, yeah, Tiny World sounds fun. Two seasons. Uh, there's like six, I think only six episodes in each season. Oh, okay. I was yeah. about to say two whole seasons of Tiny yeah. World. Two seasons, and they're only thirty minute episodes. Okay. And it's like episode one, ants. Episode two. Well, no, they they, they do it by like habitat. So oh. it's like you know meadow, garden, uh, gotcha. forest. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, it's kind of hard to do 30 minutes on, like, a shrew. So <laughs> you got to throw in, like, whatever other animals the shrew either interacts with or yeah, is yeah. living around it. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay, I understand. I understand. This oh. is everything on, you know, microcosm. It sounds fun. All right, so also, yeah. Uh, also, uh, oh, I watched uh, the first six episodes of Secession. Of, the new, of season three. Of, of season three. Yeah. Secession. And it is just more of the same. So good, like you're enjoying it. Yeah, it, it, it's good. And if you don't, if you don't understand that this is a comedy show, you yeah. would just think all of these people were just like mean and awful to each other, and they are. But it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, like like you could watch it. As, you could watch like, it as a drama. You could watch it as a straight face drama. Yeah, and yeah. it would be a weird thing. But then you know, this weird nonsense happens, or just like some of the things that they say to each other. You're like, there's no way these people like. Any any actual human being would think this is serious. Well, actually, yeah, yeah, like this is like super dry satire. That's all. Except, uh, yeah, but the thing is, I bet you it's like there's people like that though. Unfortunately, I'm sure, right? I'm yeah. sure. Just like, got it. It's be. just hard. To get, it's just hard to get that many people together in a room to be assholes together like that to each other. You're like, what if? What, okay, I knew a guy who was like a real asshole. What if we can have like a room full of them? <laughs> no, the whole how show about, about an, them. How about an entire family? The whole of them, family, and they're, of them. And they're all trying to. Actively devour each yes, other. Yes, exactly. Oh my god, that sounds horrible. It's hilarious, but also hilarious. Yeah. Adam McKay is a funny guy. Yeah. Um, actually, we're going to talk about Adam McKay a bit in the second half of the show. He's going to be in the news segment, which is this week, as opposed to last week. This week is a rather robust segment. A lot to talk about. Um, anything else? Oh, that's it. All right. Shit. Thumbs up. 
uh, patreon.com slash so guys sign up today for new stuff every Friday and new stuff coming in 2022 um, it's like that's what I'm saying you know this month where if, if you do the dates the number of for the month uh, American style month yep. day year this month is palindrome crazy it's like 12 121 and 12 2 22 12 3 it's all palindromes man it's <laughs> yeah. fucking wild uh-huh. shit um, we're gonna take it. on that note. We're gonna take a break. It's a good time to watch Tenant. On that I note, mean, we're gonna take a break. I, I, I wonder what the Rush fans are gonna do in twenty one twelve. In twenty one twelve, oh man, that's a that's a while. <laughs> There's still gonna be Rush fans in twenty one twelve. Hope so. I know, hope so too. They'll be the Mozart of the day. Like this was considered a highbrow. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what they call progressive rock. This is progressive rock, and as we know from the times, progressive meant good. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, break time. We're gonna take a break, and then we're gonna be back with the second half of the show. We have a bunch of new stories. We have comments in the Facebook group that we're gonna read, and uh, maybe questions that we'll have to answer. And then there will also be what's that thing? Oh yeah, at the end of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It's the second half of the show. We're doing this thing where I'm trying not to cough as I speak. It's pretty hard. Drew Sakagra, what's up? Chris Crespo, how's it going? How you doing, buddy? Doing. Cool, man. Cool. Here for the second half. We are here. Thank you. I appreciate it. Every time you come I, I back, back. Every time you come back, I appreciate it. Uh, <sighs> you're back just on time for the newest, hottest, trendiest segment in all podcasting. I'm calling it. I'm setting the trend. You ready for this episode? Okay. Everyone's going to be copying this segment. From this episode, in all podcasts and henceforth, that's right, guys. It's time for uh, Chris goes to Universal Studios so you don't have to. <laughs> that's right. I went to the OG Universal Studios for the first time. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, a long time. I'm sure the, the OG one, yeah. Yeah, the OG one. <clears throat> and uh, let me say, I went on a few things. First of all, the reason I even bring this up is because it is a movie podcast and it's a movie-themed uh, uh, theme park. Movie-based theme park, and uh, you know, people listening don't have the luxury to just be able to go in up the back, road yeah. there. Yeah, it's, it's right in the backyard. there. Yeah, so uh, I'm bringing in a little bit of the experience of them by telling them that man, they are missing out by not seeing that born stuntacular. Really? Is it good? Man, that show is good. 
I'm sad. T2 Battle Through Time is gone. Rest in peace to Battle on Time. Oh, Rest in episode that dedicated was, to that ride. Fond memories of that. It's a good good attraction. It's a good fun show. But this is more of a stunt show. Because they also, a long time ago, have gotten rid of the Wild West stunt show. Yeah. Which is another fun thing. I like watching guys just like bad, poorly <laughs> act, bad play fighting, and then fall off things. I really enjoy that. Yeah. This takes that to like, all right, now what if we did that in front of the volume? You know, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. with with props, uh-huh. with moving props timed to the moving screen. Uh, the very first thing that pops up, the, the, the idea of the ride is that you, you walk into an auditorium and they tell you up front, like, uh, oh, Julia Stiles explained it. She's like, uh, uh, what we're doing is it's new technology where you can be in, we can track Jason Bourne wherever he's at, and it's almost as if we are there with him, like it's happening right in front of us, so no matter where he's at, time zones, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so, then it's like a dude is just like walking across the screen, it's like, we got him. First, it, when they walk in, uh, they make it look like you're in a control room, and then the way the screen wipes, it's like, uh, it wipes into like, almost matrixy black, and mm-hmm. then the real world, quote, real world opens up in front of you, so it's like, Bourne, he's walking on stage by himself, and then the light, the screen turns on, and there's a fucking crowd of like a dozen people there <laughs> and he starts uh, street fighting this dude for money and i'm like i'm looking at like who's who's real and who's not up there it's hard to tell yeah. at times what's real and what's not sometimes it's very easy to tell yeah. uh, but every now and then i get shocked where i'm like what the f- where the fuck did that come from <laughs> like holy shit that was real that was real it's cool it's a cool fun show i was very surprised uh and my sadness for t2 being gone for sure mm-hmm. went away as as the show continued, and I was like, oh, wow. But you know what also they do that's uh, kind of funny? Uh, gunshots. There's other characters that do pop up on the stage, and they have guns that they're trying to shoot Bourne, and they're, and they're shooting. But the whatever they use to simulate the gunshots and the guns, because they want that to be live in the auditorium, it doesn't sound like gunshots. It sounds like loud as hell, uh, like firecrackers. Yeah. It's like high pitch. Like, pow, pow, pow. It sounds like a firecracker. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like a gunshot, which is scary as fuck. So, hey. Like why? Why not just? It doesn't sound real, so you're not you're not pulling me into any realism with it. Might as well try to find a way to do it anyway. That's a very minor complaint for a very very yeah. awesome, really good show. Uh, on the other other end of the spectrum, we got Fast and Furious Supercharge, which is in the old earthquake slash disaster spot. Remember hologram Chris uh, yeah. Walken? Yeah, dude. How could I forget hologram rest, Chris Walken? Rest in peace, hologram Chris Walken. <laughs> that shit was awesome. That was some trailblazing shit, dude. It was like he was there, he was <laughs> interacting with physical yeah. things on stage. It was like weird. That was weird. That was cool. That was a lot of fun. But, like the Born show was like the next level next level, that. like two levels. Okay. Up. Um, this one, I don't know, they somehow level down because there's like one part during the ride where it's like Vin Diesel, all of them are talking, but it's it's not even a hologram, it's just on a screen, it's bad. And uh, and then the two people, there's like you're in two separate rooms where they set up what the ride is, where you're going through Tej's uh, workshop, his garage, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then at some point, uh, Luke Evans character Owen Shaw the other Shaw he's like him and his guys are coming for you and, and, they're, and you end up being in some sort of first you're in the party bus you just get into a pretentious party bus but then you're like under attack by Shaw and on them it's so it's so cheesy um, like the mechanic of the ride itself is actually quite interesting because what it is it's just that earthquake tube yeah how long is that tube? 100 feet? 200 feet? Oh, I don't know. Seriously, I couldn't tell you. I mean, there's a part where it, you just go down uh, like a yeah. tunnel. Then you stop at a station. And then there's like platforms. Yeah. Earthquake happens. Oh, happens. shit. And then you go back. Yeah. It's not that long. 
Uh, what they want to do with this ride is make it feel like you're on this party bus that's just going down a highway and you're in a chase and you're going up a, a bridge and all this stuff. Like, it's a continuous ride. But they don't have that much real estate, so what they do is you, you go down the tunnel and it's, like, really dark. And then the walls, they turn those into, like, screens. And then it, the motion of the of the car that you're in is synced up with the screens and it makes it feel like you're it's a you're three, moving and yeah. and it's 360 around you so you gotta look at both sides mm-hmm. see the cars on both sides which is a problem so all the action's happening on, on your sides like 90 degrees to you but you're facing straight, straight forward, forward in your, in your yeah. bench so you gotta be like looking this way and looking that way yeah. and things are happening it, it's terrible it's a terrible <laughs> it's an awful awful ride it's short okay Incre- well, I, incredibly at le- short at least it's short it's only good if it's like an immediate walk-on like we did, which yeah. it is now because it's such a notoriously bad ride. There's yeah. never a line anymore, apparently. But when I first opened it, there were lines, and then you got to that ride, and Ooh. that was it. Oof. Yeah, I would have to be pissed. Oof, my goof. Man, that ride sucks. And apparently, at Universal Hollywood, you know, the original Universal ride is the tram tour at the original studio where you just no. take the tour and they no. take it through the back lot and then they had things set up for you and that's obviously grown over the years to the point where now at some point during the tram tour for 30 seconds you're in a goddamn fast and furious chase you're like what the fuck <laughs> uh, and then it goes away so like it's that same mechanic yeah. but it's really short and it's part of a much larger thing so in that way it's like oh that sounds fun yeah. you build a whole ride around it <laughs> <laughs> bad mm. idea and then in the two rooms, setting the ride up, where they split up the people up to, you know, manage the ride and all that. Mm-hmm. People get on the cars. The people in the room, that have to do their scripts, timed out with the, you know, Ludacris and Jordana Brewster videos that are playing. They are given the most half-assed, we hate this, cracking their own jokes, like undercutting everything. <laughs> it, it was weird. Like, man, these people hate this ride. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks. It's very funny. One on Gr- Gringotts, Escape. Escape from Escape through Gringotts, whatever okay. the, the Harry Potter ride is at Diagon Alley. Oh, okay. Last time I was at the park, we went, and that thing had just opened. Yeah. And it was like a three hundred minute wait. Yeah. It's it it, like no yeah. thank you. <laughs> like I think I recall the line even being like we got to the bank where the ride's at, and the line was going through the door. Yeah. Right. It's like man, that's crazy. Going now, it was still a forty minute wait. All right, so longest ride. Well, wait, I mean, obviously. Hardcore Potter fans, dude. Uh, hardcore fans. It's still the newest ride, I think, outside of like the Bourne Show, maybe, and uh, and it may be the best, one of the better rides of the park, anyway. So a longer wait, forty-five minutes. That was pretty. That, that for that line to be coming out that door, that is a crazy long ass wait for. I mean, if I waited that long, I don't know if I think the ride would be that impressive. Mm-hmm. Forty minutes is still is decent. Uh, that one's weird because it's like you're on a track. It's like the mummy, but bigger. Like the car is bigger. Yeah. Uh, but it still has that sort of same speed and like you're, they drop you down yeah. like tracks and shit. It's pretty impressive. Uh, but then it also will straight up just stop and then there's a big ass screen and then it becomes like one of them screen rides. Yeah. So it's a real interesting mix okay. of the cool. of the two. And uh, in that one, in hologram screen form, uh, Domino Gleason keeps popping up. Yes. And he's saying something, <laughs> something. I don't know what. He's just like. What's up, dude? Yeah, he's, he's like, blah, 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 muggle, muggle, blah, blah, green gods. I don't know. And then like, whoa, and then you're being yanked <laughs> off to the next thing. Uh, it's, it's fun. I really enjoyed that one. And that Diagon Alley was packed as fuck. Like, always, I'm sure it yeah, always is. There weren't that many people at the park, but for sure, like, 25% of them were at Diagon Alley. I went on for the very first time. These are all things I went on for the first time. Yeah. Uh, I also did, you know, classic, Sim- not, yeah, Simpsons ride. Yeah. Uh, and show whatever. Um, Tonight's show. Jimmy Fallon. It's like race through New York with Jimmy Fallon. It's Ugh. the space 
where the Twister ride used to be. Okay, and they give yeah. this Jimmy Fallon. It's... You got, yeah, yes. It's Synergy. NBC Universal. No the Tonight Show's on NBC. I get it. And he has done uh, at least two separate weeks, like a whole run of Tonight Show broadcasts from, from... from Universal Studios from Orlando. Uh, so, yeah, it's they're, they're in bed together fully. Uh, yeah, I'm not a Jimmy Fallon fan at all. And the night show is fine. I, my favorite period is from 2009 to 2010 when Conan O'Brien was the host. Yeah. The entrance itself is the most impressive part, which is hysterical because it's like what they're re- replicating is sort of the uh, is it Rockefeller Center? Where are they at? The um, their studio, the NBC studios in New York City. The, yeah. the, it, well, just the idea of like you're walking into the building at that actual building, that studio, uh-huh. which has its own very specific architecture uh, and its own look. It feels very corporate, uh, which is like not exciting. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but but that's what it is. Chris. It's impressive. I walked in. I was like, wow, this really feels like I'm in like an NBC. This is what I would feel like a building like this to feel like. I've been in places like yeah. this. This is, what, this is what it feels like. But it's not exciting. It's not like you walk through the, the minions, right? Yeah. Minions. Like, oh, shit, look at the minions. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, look at that. The, the, look, it's like corporate the, stuff. Yeah, like the furniture looks like, yeah, yeah that's, that's... That's corporate. That, rich corporate motherfuckers. <laughs> that's where rich people wait while they're yeah. waiting to talk to other rich people. Uh-huh. Yes, this all works. It's weird. And then the ride itself is... Uh, you just you're sitting in a theater where um, it's like long rows of seats where it's just a, a little seatbelt you put on because the row itself moves the whole row. Okay. Um, and it's timed with a big old screen. And it here's another. Inter- this is an interesting effect where your brain tricks you. And the screens are obviously getting so good now. Yeah. Where it's like the screen is just a uh, a video of a curtain, a very obvious video. It's like obviously this is all fake. But then when it cuts to, like, now you're in the NBC studio, and the Roots are there, and Jimmy Fallon's standing there, it's weird to look to the right and be like, the Roots are there. I know, <laughs> I know I'm looking at a video, yeah. but the Roots, there goes the Roots <laughs> right there. And uh, and then it becomes this really stupid, quote, race through New York where he's in a car, and then you're like, oh, the audience becomes yeah. racing through the city. And I bring this up for just one real weird reason. I guess Taxi Driver is a universal property. Uh, he crashes into a taxi cab and it's Travis Bickle mohawk and all like I can't remember what he says are you talking he says something to him he's like yeah my man and that drives off scary like why is Travis Bickle in the middle <laughs> of this otherwise wholesome ride yeah I was about to say that. yeah 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 mm-hmm. I mean yes he's an iconic character everyone says taxi driver taxi but obviously you people haven't seen the fucking movie yeah if you're thinking like, oh this is a fun cameo yeah. the psychotic uh, uh, incel <laughs> gun wielding incel showed up um, yeah. And we crashed into him and he didn't kill us, thank God. That is weird. Dude. It was weird, man. That's a weird moment. Uh, that ride sucks, too. Okay. It, it sucks. But, like I said, it was my first time. And then, uh, let me see, I did Transformers. I already uh, did that one. I think I it was all, I think it was all my first timers. Man, Rip Ride Rocket, that thing, they got a smooth, they got, like, put some oil <laughs> on those tracks or something to smooth that thing out because it was brutal. That thing fucked me up. Sorry. But I looked up the secret song list on Rip Ride Rocket, the yeah. roller coaster, and I this time I went with Chris Cross, Ride Like the Wind. That was a weird experience. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Getting my ass kicked. It's like, <laughs> doom, 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 doom. I was like, oh my God. Well, those, and my that, ribs. But those seats were never very comfortable to begin with. No, they're terrible. They're terrible. And I'm a big boy. I barely fit in them. So it was, it's, and now it's a rough, brutal ride. Um, I think that's uh, pretty much for all the things first time. All my first time stuff. It was interesting. That that stuntacular is good enough where I'm like, I would already. I'm sure the Velocicoaster is also pretty dope because that ride looks wild. 
Uh, that's just a lot. You know, the Velocicoaster is a lap bar okay. ride. Cool. But it corkscrews. Cool. It takes you upside. There's no shoulder restraints. Okay. But it's like upside down. Yeah. Uh-huh. How can, why? Centrifugal force. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. It's gonna, I'm going to be the one where it fails on. That's Gra- what I'm thinking every single time I get on these rides. Gravity. I'm the one where gravity is going to fuck me up. Actually, it's going to help you more because you weigh more. Oh, thank God. <laughs> You're actually going to be more stuck to the seat. I'm going to eat an extra cheeseburger when I get on that ride. <laughs> oh, my God. I think it's scary. I can't wait to get on it. Uh, there's a part in the Velocicoaster where you're upside down, and it takes you over four feet over uh, the water. That lagoon, yeah. it goes over the lagoon, and you're four feet over it upside down. Cool. At like, oh, and apparently it starts, the first time it kicks you off, like that, one. it's one of those jump starts. It's I think it starts you at 60, 60 or 70, yeah. and then at another point in the ride, this is like one of the few rides I've ever did. It's like a new thing now with roller coasters. There's another point in the ride where you hit like one of these those things. A boost. A boost. Yeah. Instead of slowing you down, yeah. it hits you up to like 80. Yeah. That's crazy. It speeds you up. That's scary, man. <laughs> Science, bro. And it's like four minutes long. Like, my brain can't take that. Man. I'm like, I start thinking about other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> start, con- start contemplating life and death. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, am I going to make it through this? I right, Shall I? That sounds like should a lot make, of fun. Should I make actually. different decisions? <laughs> that, that actually sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. So between that and the stuntacular, I don't know, an annual pass maybe. In the... Well, yeah, because I mean, if it's universally you can uh, adventure too with yes. it. Yes, and that, Velocicoaster's Islands of Adventure. Yeah. yeah. Actually, uh, I'll be going to Islands of Adventure in a few weeks here, so I'll come back with a first-hand report on the Velocicoaster if it doesn't kill me first. Uh, I think that's about it for my, my, my trip to Universal so you guys don't have to go. Hope, hope that hope that brought you a little closer to the paradise that we live in on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> Honestly, I thought when I first moved to Orlando at the age of 18, I was like, man, I'm going to be, like, Universal's going to be two blocks away from my house. Not two blocks. Like, every- I mean, more like 30 minutes and then 45, maybe with traffic or parking and all that bullshit. So, it was 20 minutes. It was a 20-minute drive on I-4. No. Parking wasn't bad. It was a pleasant day. It wasn't, no. There wasn't too many people because it was the old park, I think. It was fine. Uh, sometimes you get lucky with the uh, with the crowds. I got, I got kind of lucky. So let's get into the uh, the Facebook group. We got a Facebook comment slash question thread. People can use leave us comments and questions, and you you, uh, you can ask us love advice things like. Uh, we got Doctor Drew right here. Doctor Drew's two cents uh, ready for you to to. Oh, there we go. I was just waiting for it to come up. Let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and read the first uh, comment. Ah, uh, Carmella got at us. Chris Crespo. That's right. Name Drew's top five movies of all time. Oh, shit. Drew, name Chris Crespo's top five movies of all time. Top five Drewvies. Uh, 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 <laughs> I can do this. A, no. I, do, I, can, I, I cannot do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give maybe like no, what, genres. <laughs> no, what we're gonna do, no, what we're going to do is we're going to name each other's top five movies. There may not be like our personal, like, look, your top five Drewvies are uh, Children of Men. Um, I mean, it's a good one. Dread. I mean, both true, of the, true romance. All three of those movies could be on a potential <laughs> pot, top. That's what I'm list. saying. No, this is a, these are your top. These are your droovies. Uh, uh What else we got? Um, Visitor Q and no, 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 no. Itchy Killer. I'm gonna scratch Itchy Killer there because I you've rewatched that one, haven't you? Unfortunately, <laughs> that's a choice. Itchy Killer is a great droovy. And finally, 
Classic Drew V. We all know. Oh, Mad Max Fury Road. I was about to say. I was about to say. I'm staring right at it. I was about to say. If you don't say, I mean, that's 100% your top five. And that's going to be the transition into your top five. Okay. Oh, for for my, for one of mine? Okay. Yes. Definitely. All right. Give me four more. Uh, I'm going to say, oh, God damn it. Um, the the uh, yeah, hateful eight sure okay that's right. um <laughs> I'll throw in a uh, I'll throw in a, a Blade Runner twenty forty nine okay perfect all right <laughs> I wasn't even thinking that but yes perfect uh, one, perfect there, there's three right, absolutely that, I got the whole Funko that, there. right there that's three yeah, yeah um yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say yeah, uh, I mean, you can look around the studio. Because- well, no, because like I know you're into older stuff, and so there's yeah. a, there's probably like an older movie that I haven't yeah. seen. We got things hanging on the walls I, here that, that can I give know you ideas. Like, uh, Jodorowsky's Dune. That'd, that'd be a good one. That's uh, that's my favorite documentary, maybe ever. Yeah, that's so good. Mm-hmm. That's four then. Yeah. Shit. And I'll say uh, Joe. Yeah, I love Jaws. <laughs> I got the board game. I mean, there, <laughs> I, mean there's, there's, I probably should, as an honorable mention, throw in like a Steven Seagal movie just because. That would have been good. Any of the first four. I yeah. pre- prefer Alfred Justice. Yeah. Uh, Ro- I mean, Robocop. Die Hard could be on the list. Die fucking Hard can easily they're, they're, be on the uh, list. Throw in like one of the uh, 90s fucking uh, Schwarzenegger movies. That, yeah. <laughs> like, I was, I was <laughs> to, he was over there. Schwarzenegger. Yeah. I got his whole stack of movies exactly, over there. Exactly. So. Yeah, you know, you know my favorite. Commando, I love. Commando. I know, I, I know the style of movies you like, and I know what Drew, I know and some Drewies. Na- name, but naming the top five is such a, it's kind of a loaded question. It's loaded. It's arbitrary. My top five, it's amorphous. It changes. It's a different thing. Yeah. Um, like you're wearing a Bruce Lee shirt doesn't mean you, yeah. I would put a Bruce Lee movie in your top five. Yeah, I know, but he's he he, he's he is a, a weapon of mass instruction. <laughs> <laughs> Be water, he says. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's actually good, 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 good advice, man. Go with the flow. And then he dies. Like, oh, no. Uh, there's the flow. <laughs> that was bad. That's bad. You know, did I say, did we talk about this on the show? Apparently, he had his uh, sweat glands removed because he didn't want to sweat. I'm not sure. That's, if that, that's like a vanity thing. I'm not sure if that's safe. It's attributed to part, possibly part of the reason why he may have died because of the, the surgeries and the medications and all that stuff could have attributed to his. Um, his uh, Aneurysm that he had, like some sort of reaction to a, a medication. No, it was, he's got a weird, weird death. Him and and uh, that other guy, <laughs> the other one, the, the other one. <laughs> All right, Ron gets at us. What's up, Ron? Uh, loving the wheel of time here. Do you do y'all have any questions from a book reader? Uh, I mean, oh man, dude, how long is this gonna take? <laughs> like, are we in? Like, am I gonna be watching this until I die? Well, no, exactly. Like, like so far, like how? F- I just want to know. Like, let's say five episodes in. Yeah. Like, where wherever we are at this point in time, right now. Where where would we be in terms of the book slash series? Yes. Yes, that's a great question. That's because I think that's the ultimate. I know question. there's at least I know there's at least fourteen books, so I want to know how this is translating. Like, you know, moving along in the story. I mean, I'm sure. Because of the dense material, there's things that are being glazed over. Absolutely. Maybe fucking characters that are just not in the series. Because I bet you also, I think each book is also like a thousand pages or something. No. It, it, they're, they're absurd. Let's see. Wheel, Wheel of Time book series. I'm going to look it up here. Let's get to the official word. There are officially, uh, man, this is a, yes, yes. Yes. Oh my God! The first volume, The Eye of the World, came out in 1984. Okay. But was uh, oh, he started writing in 84, published in 1990. Eye of the World, Robert Jordan, 14 books. Brandon Sanderson wrote books 12 through 14. Okay. 
Goodness gracious. He died in 2007. But he lost extensive notes, so another author could complete the book according to his wishes. Uh, come on, George R.R. R. Martin. Leave some notes for you big, fat, disgusting football-loving Barfo. You know he's going to die before he finishes this shit. Um... Any other questions for us? Yeah, oh. just where are we at? Where are we at ter- in the terms of the... Yeah, that's the biggest question. That's what I, I want to know. Yeah. I want to know how long this is going to take. Thank you. Great great question. Uh, loving Hawkeye here as well. Okay, sweet. Uh, playing Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker. It's a new expansion that came out. Oh, okay. Final, uh, you play some Final Fantasy. Have you played Final Fantasy? Uh, not the new stuff. A but, lot, all the stuff from on like the Super Nintendo. I played a lot oh, of those. So a while ago. Yeah, what it's is been that? A long time. Six, six, seven, something like that. I think yeah. those numbers uh-huh. are. Yeah. Isn't the seventh one like some legendary Final Fantasy well, installment? Yeah. Well, yeah, because then it went straight to play. All that stuff went to PlayStation. Yeah. And I never had a PlayStation. So I, that's when I stopped playing the Final Fantasy franchise. Yeah, I never had a PlayStation either, man. What's up with that? Yeah. Are we anti Japanese? We're not anti Japanese. We're not I'm, Sony. I'm just not. I've had Walkman. For whatever reason, I'm just not into like the super Japanese games. They are very specific, those games. Yeah. Extremely specific. Uh-huh. But that's what I'm like. I'm, I'm looking for something different, though. My video game, and now that I'm I'm getting back into it here, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, uh, like, yeah, thanks, Rob. Uh, how are y'all liking myth- <laughs> Mythic Quest? Oh, you already answered that in the first half. I would love a Patreon on that. Well, I'm going to catch up. So that Drew, means you got to watch yeah, it. Yeah, Drew. Uh, I watched the whole thing already. Ron, for people who want to know, is one of our major patrons on the Patreon. He's a, a one of our major executive producers. We, If he cracks that whip, and we're like, yes, Massa, we do what you say. So uh, he wants us to do episodes on Apple stuff, and we subscribed. Drew is already a little ahead of me. I'm going to catch up. And we're for sure going to put episodes on what we got. Mythic Quest. Yep. We're going to do an episode on Ted Lasso when I, when I get caught up on that. And uh, some other stuff as well. Yeah. So just a preview for 2022. Ron's an executive producer. You want to be an executive producer, go to patreon.com slash So it says right there, right on the front, how you can have that power. The power is in your hands. Uh, so many Netflix series that I am behind on, but I love anime too. Netflix is doing it well. Yeah, man, they've really have gone all in Netflix on the anime on stuff because yeah. you know the, their algorithm tells them that people watch it. Uh, their accountants tell them it's cheap to produce. Well, you know, well, it especially can during be. The, especially during a pandemic. Yeah, uh, when you, uh, you can have animators working from home as opposed to trying to film something. Yeah, yeah, man, they're going hard on the anime. I'm glad that people are liking it though, and that it's not just like cynical cash grabs, and it's actually some good shit. That's good. And the, the Cowboy Bebop live action was good. That's not yeah. Speaking of being behind, I'm behind on the yes. Show <laughs> up! Damn it! I need to start watching that. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, oh, the Chucky finale. That was pretty rad. The finale. Did I miss it? I'm. A, I watch it via Sling. So maybe I'm like a week behind or something. Uh, but, but can we talk about how bad Andy acting is? Like you know me, I'm pretty optimistic and forgivable. But even I say it's stilted and terrible. For who? Andy. Andy is Andy the main kid. I'm not. I'm not good at tracking names. I'm just like, oh, there's curly haired kid, and there's a there's podcast kid, there's bitch girl who's actually kind of cool, and uh, and then Junior. I, I know Junior's name. His name is Junior. Dead. <laughs> <coughs> um, I mean, they're kid acting. It's hard. They're actual kids. They're actual fourteen year olds. Uh, so I don't know. And then TV TV acting schedules are different from movie acting schedules. It's faster. Uh, less money to put into it. Like, you just got to shoot and go. So, um, yeah, you got to be forgivable, I think. They're, they can't all be Jacob Tremblay's. <laughs> right? 
I guess not. Nah, man. They, the bunch of them, they're a bunch of Brad Pitts. He sucked in the beginning. He, when was the last time you seen Legends of the Fall? I've never actually seen Legends of the Fall. Nope, I haven't seen it. Couldn't tell you. Apparently, he's just like a pretty... I mean, it's, I, like, I, it's like Thelma and Louis. He's just a I pretty rem- face. I remember him in Cool World. Mm. <laughs> yeah, another one. No, he's bad in that. That movie is weird. It's a weird movie, well, see, and he's bad it. in it. See, it, that... For me, I think that that was all like a stylistic choice. Like it's oh like, the acting wise, yeah. No. Like it was all, all right. maybe maybe it's a re- maybe that calls for a rewatch. It's been a while. I mean, it's still not a very good movie, but it's, it's I I it's never thought Brad Pitt was quote unquote bad in it. It was just that was just the movie. And it's weird, Ralph Bakshi. It's Ralph Bakshi, isn't it? he? Was like I he saw Roger Rabbit. He was like, I can do this, but with sexy women. Yeah, <laughs> but I want to fuck Roger Rabbit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what if what if I, what if we he watched Roger <laughs> Rabbit and was like. This is a movie where we fuck Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I like blondes. I don't know, man. It's, it's weird. It is weird. The 90s were a strange time. Uh, wait, what was there a question? We just started rambling. I forget. Yeah. Uh, does does this show make you want to see... <laughs> Sorry, man. The other... I have not seen Bride or Cult, but I want to now. Oh, you know what? Yes. The Chucky show. Yes, the Chucky. So, um, I've only... I've literally have only seen Child's Play. And that was like a while ago, not too long ago. Uh, I haven't not seen any other ones, but I know I know the trajectory. I know that they've gotten campy and crazy and really over the top. Cult of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Bride of Chucky. I know Jennifer Tilly's been involved. I know that like at one point she's become a doll. There's a doll version what? of her. Yes, man. Yeah, there's weird yes. shit. Yes, that's the Bride of Chucky one. Like I've I know about this stuff through osmosis. Um, watching this show, which is created by Don Mancini, um, you know, he did the first episode, he directed it. It does make me want to be like, should I be watched? Should I go back and watch these crazy child's play movies? I mean, should you? I think I should, just because it seems ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) It really, it really seems ridiculous and crazy. And maybe they're actually all sneaky good. I mean, they have fans. I mean, maybe. He he gets the money to keep making them. It's been his bread and butter since 87, 88, something like that. Very stabby movies. Very stabby. That's like, in movies, like stabbing, because it's believable. It's relatable. (laughs) There's some, uh, there's slicing in the latest Wheel of Time episode. No, some some slices. Yeah, like sadistic slicing. No, 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 no. All right. Me no liking. Uh, Drew, I hope you're well with the hand, and I admire you. Thanks, Ron. Be well. Oh, that's so nice of him. And then Cromilla asks, how's Drew's tendon healing? And I'll find out in a couple days when I see the doctor. People people care about you, Drew. They want to know how you're doing. want to make sure you're doing all right, man. Come on. We got, you got, you got us. us. And I appreciate it. You got supporters. We support you, dude. Um, thanks for the questions, guys. We really appreciate it. That was fun. Um, no emails this week, but that's fine. We're also recording slightly early because uh, life. Because life, you know. Sometimes you gotta move things around. Next couple of weeks, we'll be recording on Sundays because my Saturdays are gonna be busy. Um. Anyway, it's that time of year. Mm-hmm. It's that time of year where we do the news section of the show. Here. <laughs> That's not how that works. Um, let's see. Let's pull up the news. Yeah, actually, we do have a lot of news stories. And we got about 30 minutes. We're fine. We're fine. Let's talk about George Clooney's um, first few episodes. I like how the f- I like doing this where the f- at least the first handful of stories are about um, how humanity kind of sucks. Yeah. No, well, I mean, it does. No, I mean, it's awful. So George Clooney very recently had his own another little. He's had a couple like health incidents, injuries, accidents. But this one takes the cake. In 2018, 
He, let's see here, he was in Sardinia shooting Catch-22. And he was uh, riding a motorcycle. A car turned in front of him while he was riding it, and he got thrown from his motorcycle. He was laying on the ground waiting for medical assistance, and a group of onlookers began to film him on their phones. Here's a quote. If you're in the public eye, what you realize when you're on the ground thinking it's the last minute of your life is that for some people, it's just going to be entertainment for their Facebook page. I'm a pretty positive guy, but that told me clearly that you really are here just for their entertainment. You want to take everyone and shake them. Mm. End quote. So, uh, Clooney, throw from his motorcycle, waiting for medical assistance, people filming them, and he's like, these motherfuckers. <laughs> well, yeah, people are shit. People are shit. And uh, people would also do that even if you weren't famous. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. They would just do that for... For, for, for the clicks on TikTok. So weird. For the views. Man, if... That's the thing. If I can... If someone gets hit by a motorcycle, laying on the ground, if I can get, like, get a video of that and put it on TikTok, and then it goes viral, and then I get to that thousand follower mark, then I can go live. Shit, it's on. Thanks, dead guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dead guy. Now I can finally go live on TikTok. Speaking of George Clooney, <clears throat> he turned down a thirty-five million dollar uh, payday for one day of work. Okay. Uh, this is an interview we did with The Guardian. He reveals that, uh, quote, I was offered $35 million for one day's work for an airline commercial. But I talked to Amal. That would be his wife. His human rights lawyer wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who, among her accomplishments, is marrying uh, movie star George Clooney. Like, uh, oh, he's just, just another trophy of my, of my shelf of things, that uh -huh. I, of amazing things that I do. <laughs> He's a tr he's a trophy husband in that situation. Um, the uh, we decided it's not worth it. It was associated with a country that, although it's an ally, is questionable at times. Put a pin in that. Saudi, probably right. Or who else has an airline? United Arab. I was mean, questioning Dubai. Who's the one that has the Israel? Slave? Israel. Yeah. Do they have a, their own uh, airline? Sure, yes. I'm sure they do. But to spend $35 million, I'm thinking Arab money, oil money. More than likely. Um, which is a country that uses, like, they bring in immigrants to build their their high towers, their skyscrapers, but then they take their passports and then charge them for room and board, and then they're essentially like slaves. I don't know. You know? Is that in Dubai? That, that, that could be anywhere in the Middle East. It's, it's in one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of them that has an airline. Qatar. Yeah. Where they're about to do the World Cup and during the summer. Oh, people are going to die. Yeah. <laughs> the desert. Delicious. Um, so he says, well, if it takes a minute to sleep away from me, it's not worth it. Also, it's easy to turn down $35 million when, as the Guardian notes, is this work with Nespresso mm -hmm. has made him $40 million, yeah. And he sold his tequila company, Casamigos, for a, it's a, it says here it sold four years ago for a potential one billion dollars. So it doesn't say exactly. Well, I think more than likely, like they probably paid him a bunch of cash, and then it stays on the market. And even though he's not the owner anymore, he probably has stocks in either. And money, he, money is coming in for it that he can make potentially up to well, a no, amount of money. Exactly, that makes sense. Uh, so, you know, he says here, in general, there just aren't that many great parts. And look, I don't have to act. My wife and I had this conversation when I turned 60 this summer. I said, I can still bounce around pretty good. 
We both love what we do, but we got to make sure we don't book ourselves silly. So part of it is just making sure we live our lives. So um, he's slowing down a bit on the acting and the directing, uh, certainly on the acting. Definitely. He's got this movie, The Tender Bar, that he had directed with Ben Affleck come out here very soon. Um, that's just like some feel-good movie about a guy. I mean, I'd rather see a movie. About a bartender. With George I'd rather Clooney. see Ben yeah. Affleck directing George Clooney. Yes, yes. I, I, think I would rather that, see that. <laughs> I think you said that before. Yes, and that's a, that's a great observation. <laughs> that sounds like a better movie to me. That is 100% a better. <laughs> Clooney's a better actor. Affleck's a better director. They fucking fucked they that up. They fucked that one they up. They fucked that up. <laughs> Um. Yeah, Affleck gets uh, he gets like um, empathy and humanity behind the camera. It's interesting. Alcohol will do that. It'll make you real, real sad sack. <laughs> <laughs> Which apparently makes you a good director. Yeah, man. <laughs> Sam Peck and Paul, come on. I can I can go on and on. Orson Welles. You want me to keep going? I'm not gonna keep. I'm gonna I mean, I would hate to see the inside of David Fincher's mind. Good lord. Oh, rotten, <laughs> rotten brown from whatever he's ingesting. <laughs> What the, I mean, what the hell has he been through to make movies like that? <laughs> He's processing something, that's for sure. It's like, dude, you work with Madonna. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I want to make a movie where a girl kicks a dildo into a dude. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're a weird guy, man. His um, voir series that he produced were just like uh, we love movies thank you series it's coming oh, come on, on Netflix, Netflix. Yeah. Um, I, I tell my list when it, whenever it comes out yeah I'll probably give it a watch all that stuff is so like self wankery but it, I uh, mean whatever. yes and no but yeah. it also but it can also be inspiring it, and entertaining no, exactly exactly inspiring man I forgot how good that part of that movie yeah, is yeah exactly or you see something like man that looks wild I want to see yeah. that like what is that let me hunt that down um YouTube, Squid Game, reenactment. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, we're still in the section of the show where it's humanity sucks. I yeah. just, I just had a quick sojourn there with Clooney. Um, the uh, there's this guy who looks like a real tool. He looks like a real Jared from Subway kind of guy. Okay, this dude here in the front, Mr. Beast, is his name. Okay, and. Uh, he has his fingers in many ventures. Mm-hmm. He's a YouTuber, extremely successful. Extremely yeah. successful YouTuber. Uh, if you go on Uber Eats, you'll find Mr. Beast Burger. He has a shitty uh, chain, ghost kitchen chain of burgers across the country. It's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Uh, I actually had one before I realized who he was. And I was just, oh, burger, let me try this burger. Yeah. I was like, this sucks. And then I found out later what, what Mr. Beast was. I was like, oh, no wonder. <laughs> I fell for something dumb. <laughs> I'm an, I'm an idiot. That's my you, fault. You fell for a good name and the, the allure of a decently fresh burger. Yeah, I was like, Mr. Beast Burger. Wow. I was like, no, Mr. Beast was... Yeah, anyway. So, um, he spent months recreating... This guy has so much money. He spent months recreating all the sets from a Squid Game. And he brought in 456 people to compete to win Playing the games in Squid Game, and they, I mean, did the worst of humanity come out in reality? I mean, I don't. Uh, <laughs> let me see. So apparently, uh, did people uh, die? Was, uh, it was there was there only one person who survived, and they got all the money. A few days after the video dropped, it hit 115 million views. Of course, 42 million views in a day. Just the absurdity of it. So it's on YouTube. You can watch it. Yeah, I mean, all those questions you just asked, I can't answer them because I haven't watched it. Okay. You can watch it for yourself. I don't want to. No, you shouldn't watch it because it's stupid. I haven't watched the actual Squid Game, so why would I watch an, uh, some live parody of it? 
it's not a live parody. It's just a straight up reenactment of it. It's just like okay, it's like some guy seeing Squid Game and being like, "Oh, I, uh, yeah, that seems fun. Let me be a rich guy and make plebes play these fucking ridiculous yeah. games for my entertainment for money." Uh-huh. Like the point is that it's bad, Mister Beast. You idiot. Yeah, he 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 doesn't understand. He's watching that from the other perspective. Yeah, like oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Someone should really do that. Uh-huh. Oh my god. So he's like he's one of the guys that would start the purge. You really haven't seen Squid Game yet? No. Really? I don't see it. It's good. Watch one episode. Just watch the first episode. I'll add it to the list. Yeah. No, not don't add it to I'll... the don't add it to that <laughs> list. I have that list too of things I'm gonna watch and I'll never watch them. Don't add it to that list. No, <laughs> not that list. I want you to add it to the real list. Just the just the first episode. Okay. All right. Just watch the first episode, and then if you're watching, like fuck this shit. Then all right, fine. It's fine. That's totally fine. Um, it's talking about some uh, slightly better stuff. Uh, Sony, pa- Amy Pascal is the name of the president. She's running Sony over there. Mm-hmm. Pictures, and uh, she confirmed in an interview that they plan on doing a whole other Spider-Man trilogy after this, like whole new series. And they plan on keeping Tom Holland for three more Spider-Mans. Okay, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I was I was gonna say it'd be a shame if this was the last Tom Holland one because this is actually like a this is. He's pretty good. Sp- this is the best Spider-Man run they've had. I think so, and it, yeah, and it would be a bummer to be like three and out again. Yeah, you know, it's Fuck. like like why we gotta well, keep can rebooting? I get a goddamn decent Spider-Man, and can we keep him for a little while, yeah. please? Yeah, shit. I mean, we're we're nailing the high school years. Let's go ahead and let this Spider-Man grow up a little bit, become a young working adult. Yeah, and let Tom Holland. Well, by then he'll be like mid thirties. By the time he wraps up, I think he'll be okay. I mean, and and it doesn't hurt the fact that him and Zendaya are actually together at this point. Yeah. It so, works so that real and that we, real chemistry is going to come so through. So can we make those these movies fast too before they break up? Because that's going to be some awkward ass <laughs> movies after after break up. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to end up with the Twilight Four where uh, you got Pattinson and Stewart aren't together anymore. Yeah. Um, what is it about uh, Peter Parker, Mary Jane Watson? Goddamn! Uh, I wonder if McGuire and Dunstro. <laughs> Uh, I mean, probably, because, probably at least once. Yeah, at least once they gave it a shot, right? Andrew Garfield and uh, Emma Stone were totally a, a full-on item for a little while after making Spider-Man. Yeah. That that chemistry was like... That's uh, what happens when you have to keep kissing people upside down in the rain. Like, <laughs> it, it tricks your brain into this shit's real. You think, <laughs> you, you think so, but sometimes people hate each other. And uh, and then when you find out about that after the fact, and then you watch a movie yeah. and they're doing love scenes together, you're like, oh man, these people hate each other. They, <laughs> they actively hate doing this. They're actually pretty good actors because they, they're not having fun. Um, John Wick 4. Keanu Reeves had to learn a brand new skill for John Wick 4's opening scene. Okay, what's that? That would be, very simply, here's a quote. This is Keanu Reeves. There's a sequence, hopefully knock on wood, knock on wood, in John Wick 4, the opening sequence, John Wick is back in the desert on a horse. I'm going to hopefully be able to fast gallop and run. So, he, he's going to learn how to just like book on a horse full speed, yeah. which he's never done before. Cool. Well, I guess that is pretty, could be pretty dangerous, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Being a big-ass beast like that, and, uh-huh. it's, and it's just hauling ass. Yeah, yeah, In a desert, too. And, and if it stops and you don't? Yeah, <laughs> come on. Chris <laughs> Reeve. Chris <laughs> Reeve, man. Superman. Yeah, I mean, that. Oh, that that's what I really knew, that, like, think, like 
Superman, literally, Superman's a cripple. That like, sucks. What, what kind of world am this I world, living in? This world sucks. <laughs> what kind of world am I living in where Superman's a fucking quadriplegic? He's what a, the fuck? Like he can't, he's like, blowing on a straw. <laughs> I'm so strong as ever. <laughs> it's like, oh, and, then, and we're all just sad and, yeah. and, and clapping like. <laughs> but you're Superman, this is not fair. Superman, why, why'd you name his horse Kryptonite? Who did that? That was a bad, that was a bad idea. Um, is he still the best Superman? Um, I, I, dude, Henry Cavill's a good Superman. Henry Cavill is good. He's a good Superman. Henry Cavill is good. Was he just doing a good Christopher Reeve? Maybe. <laughs> that guy. That guy. I'm okay really, with that, that guy. Really set a standard, man. They lucked. They lucked out. Whoever cast him was well, like, well, I hope, and, hope that person gets all the blowjobs in heaven, <laughs> unless, unless it's a woman. Get all the cunnilingus. So whatever you want, get it all. And also, like, I mean, it. it, it like he's like the perfect Boy Scout. Yeah, like he comes across as like shit. Yeah, he was a real pretentious Juilliard uh, um, trained actor. Chris Reeve uh, did an interview after Superman where he, I think, it was on Letterman, late night with Letterman, where he asked him about working with Marlon Brando, and he was like, "If you ask someone now these days, no matter what the real life experience was, if you ask today Vin Diesel about working with Dane, Dwayne Johnson or either or, they'd be like, they might be like, we might have our differences, but so at the end of the day, we had the same goal. Like they would talk yeah. each other up, right, publicly, no matter what, uh, no matter how the feud goes. He was like, Christopher Reeve on Marlon Brando was like, man, he's like, he didn't make himself like available. There's a time when older actors will like make themselves available, younger actors and guide them, and he's just not there. And he was like, he shit talked them on TV. Fucking Marlon Brando. <laughs> this is post Godfather. No fear. No fear. He's like, fuck that guy. Uh, I'm I'm worth taking under your wing, Marlon. He <laughs> took me under his wing, and he was pissed about it. And and Letterman was like, wow, that's crazy. Wow, yeah, okay. Next is stupid human tricks. And, we're, and we were as America, like, yes, <laughs> yes, this is great TV. Um, celebrity interviews were better back in the day. Now it's all PR smooth out bullshit. Ugh. I mean, I'm saying no, I, I don't watch the talk shows at all. Yeah, no, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Colbert is fine. Colbert is fine because he's Colbert. Yeah. Um, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves said studio heads weren't ready for a trans character in the first installment of The Matrix. So back. What in year was The Matrix? Nineteen ninety nine. Yes, correct. Yes, agreed. Uh, back in twenty twenty, Lana Lily Wachowski. I always mix up which is which. Lana Lily. That's like their names are so adjacent to each other. Um, one of them did an interview where they were like, "It was oh hey, Lily Wachowski said in twenty twenty that." Um, they had a plot line that was supposed to symbolize a trans-masculine trans experience, which was the character of Switch was going to be a woman in the, when they plug into the Matrix, but in the, quote, real world, when they wake up, it was a man. That was going to be the big reveal. I'm not sure who... You know what? I think they could have gotten away with it, and I don't think anybody would have even put the two... Put, put one on one together. Audiences would not have... Yes, audiences don't see the Matrix and think of... Or trying to break down boundaries and labels and who people are. They think, this is some weird yeah. sci-fi shit. Like, what yeah. the... Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, they see Kung Fu and computers yeah. like, this is cool. Like, whoa, bullet time. They don't They don't get the thing where the Wachowski's are ultimately building up to the Sense8 like we're all one people yeah. we have a hive mind let's just fuck each other yeah. and be together and, we can yeah. we can all orgasm together yes be your true <laughs> self and we can orgasm together and it's gonna be a great experience guys yes 100 percent. that's where the wachowskis are going um uh so in 2020 little wachowski was like 
Um, yeah, Switch was supposed to be a thing, and people at the time were sort of, I remember this, we were like, eh, I feel like they're retconning, they're trying to pat themselves on the back for doing something they didn't actually do. Yeah. Uh, so in a very recent interview here, Keanu Reeves says uh, that pretty much that, that that really happened. I think the studio wasn't ready for that, Keanu Reeves told EW. I, I think if they had just done it and not told anybody or played up the fact of what it actually was at the time, they could have snuck it in, yep. gotten their vision across under the table and being now like looking at it at, like in 2020 could be like, look at this in this context. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that, people would be like... People would see it now. Like, people would be wow. like, oh shit, I was tricked. I didn't even see it. And it was there the whole time. Yeah, like art. You, you got me with your art. Yeah. That's fantastic. They could have done it. I wonder if they had to be like, yeah, well, this is the idea behind it. And the studio was like, no, no, no. That's exactly... I'm no, sure no, that's no, exactly no, no, what happened. We don't, we don't, we don't like Unfortunately, they, they, they probably they, talked they it They overplayed their hand yeah. a bit. Yeah, sure. They were very young filmmakers at that time. Only The Matrix was their second movie. Um, and the only reason it's their second is because when they approached, uh, who was it, Warner Brothers? When they approached them to make it, they were like, they gave them a pitch. And they are like, this sounds insane. We don't know if we understand it, but we like you guys. At the time, they guys. <clears throat> we like you, Wachowskis. And um, we want you to do like a test movie. <laughs> Can you do like a smaller movie just to prove you, quote, know how to make a movie, end yeah. quote? And they made Bound. <clears throat> oh, my God, I'm dying. Mm. Oh, my God. Um, and that's why they ended up making Bound because they had to prove that they, like, they they knew how to point a camera movie. and tell a story yeah. that they made it and Warner Brothers was like alright here's more millions make your Matrix movie so it's only their second movie which is fucking crazy um, they were talented very talented still are talented still are talented Sensate was something else it was Fucking bonkers. interesting, I tell you what. Goddamn bonkers. It's, it's, like, it's like Wolf. It's like, yeah. the, I think I like that. I'm not sure. I mean, it's definitely unlike anything I've ever seen. It's definitely insane. And very, very long. Um, It's a, like a 16-hour movie, essentially. Yeah. Let's get into the uh, next story here. Thank you, Ken Reeves. You are dismissed. Adam McKay says casting John C. Riley in an HBO Lakers drama instead of Will Ferrell is what led to their split. So, last week, we talked about Will Ferrell. I think it was last week, maybe two weeks ago. Will Ferrell said that him and Adam McKay stopped working together because they were on. They had a different bandwidth. He was afraid... So, does that mean there's going to be no more secession? Because that's, that's a Will Ferrell and Adam McKay production thing. Their names were probably just signed in terms of, like, where, quote, executive producers. Yeah. They agreed to greenlight it back in the day. But what happened was... This is also kind of a recent split the last couple of years. But what happened was, you know, they have their company together... And Adam McKay, this is according to Will Ferrell. Adam McKay was like, I want to do this and this and this and this. And Will Ferrell was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I don't want my company and my name to be associated with so many likes that his quote was like, I don't want to be driving down the road and see a billboard that for a show or a movie that has my production company on it. I'm like, oh, wow, we're, we're making that. That's weird. That's, that's something. Yeah. He didn't want that to happen. So he said it was just a matter of bandwidth. That he wanted, he was more ambitious. Will Ferrell wanted to take it a little slower, so that's why they split. Adam McKay, now for whatever reason, just come out of an interview and be like, "Nah, what happened was I cast John C. Riley instead of him in this Lakers show, and now we're not friends anymore." <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Why not just like let Will Ferrell have his little story? And be like, "Yeah, it's a it's a professional thing. That's all. Like we're still good friends." And McKay is like, I guess because no matter what, McKay so it comes across as the bad guy. Yeah, he's never nothing bad. It's nothing bad really about Will Ferrell. Unless you see Will Ferrell's being like petty in terms of, oh, you didn't cast me in the show, we're friends, man, and now, now we're not friends, you know? 
I don't know. Hollywood problems. Yeah. I wish I had Hollywood problems. Rich white people problems. Oh, man. They seem so nice. <laughs> they seem so like, oh, chill. I love these, these chill... Oh, you didn't cast me in your million dollar show. I gotta go now to my other million dollar show with with Paul with, Rudd on with Apple. Somebody else, yeah. And, and then, uh, but we're gonna dissolve our company. We're not gonna make instead of making you know a hundred million dollars. I'm gonna go make fifty million for fifty, seventy five million, eighty. Million. Okay, I'm gonna make still make a hundred million dollars on my own. They didn't dissolve the company. It's just, uh, I guess we're not, not friends speaking. anymore. Yeah, we're not speaking anymore. <laughs> I'm not gonna hang out with you anymore. You're, you're not coming to my uh, my pool my pool parties anymore. So, uh, Universal, always doing the monster movies. I'm, I like that. At Universal Studios, they got the Monster Cafe, where they're just always playing trailers for, for old monster movies. Uh, that's the best part of that cafe. The fries are fine. The, uh, let me get a movie called Renfield. So, it's a Jack Dracula movie, but it's Renfield. His assistant is the main character, being played by Nicholas Holt. So it's going to be, what, like a comedy? Right? That's like a, that's a, immediately it's a question. Nicholas, <laughs> Nicholas Holt, what the fuck? This makes you all think, is this a comedy? When I tell you that Dracula will be played by Nicholas Cage. Is this a comedy? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bite her. Wow. I'm going to... There's there's a, there's a map in a book and then I'm gonna man, bite, I'm gonna bite dude, her. Dude, I am so confused. Is, is this strange sounding? Renfield, starring Nicholas Holt and Nicholas Cage as Dracula. I need to know the tone of this movie. Yeah, exactly. It's a Universal Monster movie, so we'll see. It could be gold if done the right way. Yeah, it has potential. It for sure has potential. It could also be the worst piece of shit (laughs) anybody's ever seen. It could be the Sorcerer's Apprentice (laughs) level of bad. Uh, Or I Frankenstein. I Frankenstein? I Frankenstein? Frankenstein? Jordan Peele's movie, Nope. His third horror film, okay. Nope. As in, you know, like, uh, we, what movie did we just see where someone, like, opened the door to a basement, and they looked nope. in the basement, and they're like, Nope, and they closed <laughs> the door and they walked away? That's essentially what this is, right? Um, that just wraps production. Apparently, okay. it's being shot for IMAX. It has been shot for IMAX. And Hoyt Van Hoytema shot it. The, okay. uh, the m- m- amazing cinematographer, who's, his IMDb is incredible. The last couple of uh, Nolan movies. Um, so that's coming soon. Just wrapped. Coming soon. Can't wait. Cannot wait. I know nothing else about it. Nothing. What was the last one he did? Uh, us. You did Get Out and then Us and now this. Nope. Get Out. Us. Okay. Nope. It's almost a sentence. Yeah. White Men Can't Jump is getting a remake. Why? That's my question. Why? Because apparently white men still can't jump. I, no, we answered the question. They can. He jumped at the end. <laughs> he did it. And Kevin loves a guy. He's a thing. There's still white guys in the NBA. Man, our our rest our our rest is have some Woody Harrelson coming back. Oh man, in some and they're they're gonna do some dumbass thing where it's like you gotta play these old heads over here and then they turn around and it's like them old and it's like the music plays in slow motion and everyone's gonna be like oh shit it's actually them I hate it I hate it already I hate it already cause I was back cause they're both still around and Wesley Snipes is back in movies so yes as B- Billy Hoyle and Sidney Dean Billy Hoyle that's a great name for a for a chumpy basketball player um I love that movie White Man Can't Jump I, I watch it so many times we're going to have to do a Patreon on it. It's great. This uh, remake, I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be directed by a guy who goes by the name Calmatic. 
Just one word. One word. Okay. Always a good sign. No, it's not. Always a good sign. <laughs> Normally not. It really is a bad sign. Right? <laughs> yeah. He's a music video guy. Most of these people are music video guys. Yeah. Call Matic. Uh, McGee. Yes. Um, the guy who directed Catwoman. His name is. Oh my God. He has a he has a single name and it's killing me. Uh, X versus Ballistic. X versus Severed. That that Antonio Banderas uh-huh. Lucy movie. Yeah. Directed by a guy who goes by the name Chaos. <laughs> Cause I think it's a Japanese guy whose full yeah. name is like Chaos Yanis something yeah, like Koyana yeah. Scotsy almost, yeah. and he just like cuts off most of it. He's like, "Call me Chaos." It's like, no, I will not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Ah, uh, sorry. No way. What the guy? Man, I'm gonna look up this guy's name. Catwoman movie, 2004, directed by. <laughs> God damn! God damn you, guy! Look at that name. Pitoff. Pitoff. P i t o f. He must. It, it must be some foreign word. Uh, Pitoff is uh, Jean Christophe Pitoff Komar. Okay, so this is like his middle name. It's a nickname. Okay. <laughs> French visual effects supervisor and director notable for Vidocq and Catwoman. <laughs> poor guy. Yeah, fuck this guy. Oh no, me right. Poor guy. Poor guy. Pitoff. Um, single name director is bad. Calmatic. Will you break the trend? With oh, probably not, probably not with your white man can't jump remake. Uh, trio stories here on the Gucci movie House of Gucci, which uh, actually uh, my girlfriend wanted to see that, so I was like, okay, let's go again. <laughs> and I felt bad. How, how was it for I a felt, second run? I felt I felt bad. Um, I think it's I think it's entertaining. Okay. you know, I I try to after seeing the first time, I was like, maybe I should be watching this on a more campy comedy level. And uh, paying more attention to the music cues and stuff like that, yeah, it, it works as a as a modern camp sort of thing, uh, but it's too long. It's for sure too long. It needs a snap, 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 snap. Let's go. go, let's go, let's go, a little faster, guys. Um, so Gucci family releases a statement on the movie where they said this is a fantastic film. It's a very accurate, and we appreciate really Scott. <laughs> okay, you, you think that's what that statement is? <laughs> nah, <laughs> that would not make news. Um, the Gucci family, surviving members of the Gucci family, for sure hate this movie. Um, specifically, the heirs to Aldo, Aldo Gucci. Okay. I think that's um, Al Pacino. Yeah, I think it's the character, right? Uh, the, that the movie quote carries a narrative that is far from accurate, and it portrays the, the the Gucci family members as quote thugs, ignorant and insensitive to the world around them, attributing to the protagonist events a tone and an attitude that never belonged to them. Um, it goes on and on, blah, 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 blah. Essentially, they also don't like that. The movie sort of... I On the second watch, I really didn't pick this up outside of like maybe one scene. That the movie supposedly positions Lady Gaga's character, Patricia Reggiani, as a, a woman fighting against a man's masculine world and and being the like i'm actually the the protagonist of this and um you know no how no i don't think that, so. that's a mis- i think that's a mystery to the movie hardcore i think there's one line where al pacino she's the fucking villain the she's whole time ba- she's a bad, the whole time she's got schemes jeremy iron says yeah. it's like do not marry that girl um al pacino has one line where he's like this is a when she's talking about the knockoff all the gucci knockoff stuff she sees being sold on the street yeah. and he's like this is a a man's business like and then that's it and then he walks away and then she's like all sad about it i'm like that's it that's supposed to make me think this is a, a feminist screed of some sort no it's that that's a huge misread yeah. anyway 
Um, so they passed him and they, they don't like it. Um, and then Patricia Reggiani, of course, she's like, she's been hating on this movie from the beginning. I'm sure. She was talking about how Lady Gaga never met with her. And she's like, I you going to play a, car- a person and never meet with that person. Uh, cause she got out of prison like 10 years ago, maybe okay. a little more recently. And, uh, and all, it just sounds like a person who wants to meet Lady Gaga. Yeah. That's it. And, um, and then she also said this was early on where, um, they found that Al Pacino was cast as the one, the, the guys, one of the, like Aldo or whoever, and, uh, complained like, oh, look, like a, like a, a, a fat bloated Al Pacino, like my grandfather, it was her saying this, my grandfather was so much more handsome, uh, and suave than Al Pacino. And really Scott said that was an alarmingly insult, an alarming insult from, from them. And from her, from anyone, and that anyone, the exact quote was, anyone would be so fucking lucky to have Al Pacino play, play them. them. Yes. Yeah. Like, God damn you. Al Pacino's <laughs> playing you in a movie. You're going to complain. You're idiots. Really, Scott stopped giving fucks a little while back. A little down the road there. He has stopped giving fucks. I, I, I'm okay with it. Alarmingly insulting criticism is what he called it. I'm just, I'm just looking forward to a season two of Raised by Wolves. Yes. Oh, my God. That show's so good. Oh my god, that giant flying snake. <laughs> oh my god. Who knows what's going to happen with fucking that thing? It's got to keep. It was just bored. <laughs> Is this a baby? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, apparently, Ridley Scott almost made Dune before David Lynch did. I read that article. Yeah, when Dino De Laurentiis was going to produce it, Ridley Scott was on board, and they were all the way up to like the location scouting. Mexico. Yeah, De Laurentiis was like a shoot in Mexico City. Really, Scott said that the studio that they scouted still had earth-barren floors. He was like, no, this is, what is this third-world shit? No. I mean, this is also 84. It's, yeah, so it is literally third-world. Yeah, yeah, it's grown quite a bit since then in terms of... Uh, More film production. Economy sure. and whatnot. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, so, really, Scott's doing that could have been interesting. It would have been weird. In part of the article, he says that <clears throat> he admits that back then he spent he was way more hands-on with screenplays and spent more time with the writer. And I find that and, fascinating. And that that means maybe you should go back to doing that, yeah. Ridley, because you made way better movies back then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, criticizing Marvel for all their stories are blah, blah, blah. It's like, weird stories that mean haven't been that great either, dude. Not recently. It's like, you know, it's really hit or miss, depending on your movies. Yeah. I mean, yes, you made a historical epic in Gladiator, and everybody fucking loved it, but... You know, come on. Uh, that was twenty years ago. <laughs> the last duel wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, come on, Ben Affleck, come on, dude. <clears throat> Just because he wrote it doesn't mean he had to be in it. Yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen the second exits Mad Max Furiosa. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, scheduling conflicts. It wouldn't be a Mad Max movie if it didn't have delays and people coming yeah, and going and shit like I'm that. I'm sure. Still. Would have been nice. Um, this fellow Tom Burke has stepped in into his role. Tom Burke is the guy who played Orson Welles in the Netflix movie Mank. Okay. Um, speaking of Netflix and yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen, he has launched a new production company and already signed a first look deal with Netflix. Nice, good for him. Yep. So, uh, on the rise. Hell yeah! Expect more from Yam the second. Um, speaking of uh, more Netflix, Guillermo del Toro wants to make his movie at Mountains of Madness at Netflix. Well, probably because he's like, these motherfuckers are going to give me a bunch of money. Yeah, well, he'll, they'll give me money and we're in bed together already. He has a show, an animated show he produces with them. I think Nightmare Alley maybe a Netflix movie. Maybe. I'm not sure. Um, so it's like, if they're throwing around money, yeah, let me get some to make my... And now, since it's years later from his... He almost made it as a huge... 150 million dollar R-rated 
James Cameron produced Tom Cruise starring Universal Studios movie. That would have been nuts. Yes. This is that, out that, there. That, that, that is, I mean, just saying that is the Mountains of Madness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? My brain can't handle all that. That's like, that's so Lovecraftian. My brain can't comprehend yeah. this, that this thing exists. And then that's why it doesn't exist. It fell into a black hole of nothingness and it went away. Uh, so now he says, I can make a weirder version of that that would actually be scaled back in size. Um, but maybe Netflix make me happen. So he's just putting it out there, wishing it into the world. Uh, continuing Netflix stories, the gorillas, okay, the band, yeah, getting a movie. <sighs> oh, Netflix, they're getting a Netflix movie, obviously animated. I mean, I guess I'll watch it. I'm interested. Could be okay. The videos are good. Yeah, the animation's been fun, and apparently they have a whole wild uh, uh, mythology that they developed over the years. Okay, good for them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Antoine Fuqua signed a deal with Netflix. Uh, I guess the Guilty with the Jake Gyllenhaal movie got enough streams that they're like, hey, Fuqua, you want to make another one? How about, uh, how about a first look deal, buddy? Can we not? <laughs> I didn't. I mean, it was okay, he, but... He's a hit or miss director. Uh, I enjoyed for what it was the Magnificent Seven. I'm thinking of recent stuff. Yeah. Uh, the Equalizer, when that first one... The I, first one was good. I thought that was the best bad movie I had seen in a long time. It was <laughs> yeah. really good. The second one just sucks. Yep. But I don't think he directed the second one, did he? Maybe he did. Um, he's hit or miss. He's hit or miss. But I I mean, shit, just give me more food. It's been a long time since Training Day, but who gives a shit? Netflix announces movie about the accidental Thanksgiving text. This is a cute story. I, I know. You know about, about this one? Yeah. So some kid gets a accident, gets looped in on some uh, Thanksgiving text thread. Some grandma being like, where are you guys coming? And he's like, this is the wrong kid. And she's like, well, you should come anyway. He's like, all right, I'm there. And the, he's been showing up ever since. I think part of the thing that people love about it is that she's like an older white woman. He's a young black kid. Yeah, that's so, exactly what yeah, it so is. So people like the, the visual. That, oh, look yeah. at that. Ebony Ivory. <laughs> Uh, and the cool thing is they've been keeping him up for like four or five years now. He's been going over there for Thanksgiving. I guess he doesn't have a family. Where he's getting two Thanksgiving dinners. Uh, Shit. I don't know. Like, it's, and some internet fame. Yeah, and some internet fame. And now a Netflix movie. So they're getting a Netflix movie based on them. Um, Channing Tatum. Steven Soderbergh. Magic Mike's Last Dance. It's happening. Is so? Is this going to be like Old Man Logan? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh, what's man. going on here? I hope it's super sad. Is it going to be like? Is this going to be like the wrestler meets Magic Mike? I hope. I hope. They, <laughs> I hope he puts on weight. They age him up, and it's like it's the year twenty twenty eight. <laughs> Magic Mike is sad. Um, the first two films grossed nearly three hundred million dollars worldwide. Twenty seventeen, there was a live stage show called Magic Mike Live. I'm, I mean, I'm. If you wanted to, you could turn it into the next Chippendales Channing. Yeah, that's true. And just call it Magic Mike, and there could be a tour of the, sexy dudes making money, taking off their clothes all around the world. They could. There should be a. There probably is. I think there's a Magic Mike show at Vegas. There we go. Um, Finding Magic Mike will be debuting on December 16, twenty twenty one, on HBO Max. That is a reality series. Ugh, that I won't, don't want to watch. <laughs> You want to watch men uh, crying for money? Nope. So, uh, yeah, more more Magic Mike coming. Uh, I mean, I only really like strip clubs when I don't think about exactly how it all, what's going on and how it's all working in, in like the reality of the situation. Yeah, man, I got to show up. <laughs> I got to show up hammered. <laughs> I, I got to show up already at least half cocked, ready to go. You, you're there at 2 a.m. to turn the lights on. You're like, no. Yeah, no, exactly. Oh, no. Oh, oh no, this is bad. 
Uh, here, let's wrap this up here with some uh, final stories. George R. R. Martin worried about Game of Thrones after season five. I mean, so you saw season five. Good like job, almost. Monday morning quarterback, and that shit, George. For real. You stupid fuck. So apparently, he did go to HBO and be like, "Hey, can we? I uh, know we are, we're planning on finishing this soon. Can we get a full ten seasons? Please give me time to write it. Let's work together. Let's make this thing good." And uh, really, it was Benioff and Vice, the guys who were running the show, yeah. at that point were just tired. Okay. And they wanted to wrap this thing up and move on to something else. And so. unfortunately, in doing so, fucked it all. <laughs> fucked it all. <laughs> um, HBO spent $30 million on a pilot episode for a prequel and then canceled the whole thing when they saw the episode. They're like, nope, not spending any more money, not throwing any more money down this particular prequel. Well... And that was the one where the show was going to be, like, a very female-centric to the okay. point where even behind the camera, it was, like, a lot of women producers. S.J. Clarkson was... Uh, this lady has been connected to so many things that never got made. She almost made a Star Trek movie. She has now almost made this Game of Thrones show. It's like She has two or three other gigantic projects that she was on. And got paid for. Got paid for, probably, yes. And then fell apart, and, and she never got it. I'm sure she's happy to get paid, but she wants to work and get some shit out there. Um, it's hysterical. So $30 million down the hole. Part of that went to S.J. Clarkson. Um, also on HBO Max, it's going to be an HBO Max original movie, not intended for theaters. The Batgirl movie has started production. Oh, so it's going to be a movie. Yes, they're doing a straight up movie. Okay. But it's going to be an HBO Max original. Uh, and that will be, um, that is directed by the guys who did the Bad Boys 3 for life. Bad Boys for life. 3. Bad Boys 3 for life. Bad Boys 3. For life. life. Fuck that fuck, up so bad. Fuck. <laughs> fuck, I hate it. Um, it's supposed to be Bad Boys 4. I think I think it's fascinating that they made that movie. It was a huge hit. Now they're in bed with Jerry Bruckheimer. And, uh, not, and now they can't do Bad Boys for life. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck, we fucked up the title. Bad Boys 5 Ever 4. <laughs> Wait, what? Why'd you make it 5 Ever? Why not just Bad Boys Forever? <laughs> Forever. <laughs> Bad Boys 5 to... No. Um, so anyway, the um, they were like talking about, we may do, we're, we want to do uh, Bad Boys 4, or we also have an idea for uh, Beverly Hills Cop 4, which is another Bruckheimer thing, which is happening now at Netflix. Um, they're like, we have, we're trying to decide between one of these two things, and then they end up doing Bad Girl for Warner Brothers. Oh, that's that's crazy. Yeah. And, <clears throat> oh my God. This is, this is officially, Come on, Chris. Officially the end of the show. It's over. I'm, I'm, I'm canceled. Uh, Hong Kong's Disney Plus nuked an episode of The Simpsons that mocked Mao Zedong. Yeah, that's that Chinese crackdown. That's that Chinese, mm-hmm. Chinese crackdown, baby. G- goodbye, Hong Kong <clears throat> autonomy. I love that Chinese crackdown. We got. Uh, let's see here. The episodes from season 16, Goo Goo Gaipon. We're in, in good old freedom loving America where I don't got a mask. If I want to get sick and get you sick, I have the freedom to do that. And, and you have the freedom to die. And I have the freedom to die. I have the freedom to kill you with my gun. And we have the freedom to watch Goo Goo Gaipon on Disney+. Plus. In this episode, the family goes to Beijing. And um, let's see. What does the Chinese find unfavorable? Uh, probably a lot of it. Hmm. Homer refers to Mao as, quote, a little angel that killed 50 million people. Uh, which is the truth. Come on. Well, he's not an angel, but he definitely killed 50 million people. Come on. Why, they don't like, why would they not like that? The family tours Tiananmen Square, where a plaque reads, quote, on this site in 1989, nothing, nothing happened. happened. Yep. 
<laughs> the rest of the world knows what happened, but according to official Chinese history, that did not exist, Chris. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's working. A lot of a lot of Chinese nationals, don't, people under the yeah. age of 30, don't know about Tiananmen Square. It's working. The, uh, yeah, so apparently the show's not available. That episode's not available on Disney Plus in China. No word as to who pulled the episode. Was it China? Was it Disney? I guarantee you, the whoever's in charge of Disney Plus Hong Kong, which is probably a Hong Kong local bowing to China. For- yeah. Well, that would be Hong Kong. It may just be straight up like Chinese government, Shanghai yeah. or where, Beijing, wherever they're based yeah. out of Beijing, I think. Uh yeah, oh shit! Wow, we, we wrapped the news section up with people are bad. That's fun. I like that. Yeah, yeah. people are bad sandwich. All well, the fun stuff in the middle about. That. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's the end of the episode. Thank you, Drew. You're welcome, and you are welcome, listeners, for this week's free episode. We'll be back next week with episode four fifty six. Four five six. Oh, that no, this is four five six. Is it? Four six five. I wrote down that. I wrote that. I got my numbers backwards. What's going on, Chris? I have no idea. We'll, we'll be back next week, episode 466. Uh, oh, man. We're only 200 episodes away from the Apocalypse episode. Yeah, how long that... That's Chris, it's four more years. It's not happening. <laughs> There's no way that's happening. I mean... Is it going to happen? I mean... <laughs> it's a 666. It's going to be something special. Black Phillips is going to be a guest. I already booked him. <laughs> Man, you know, man, shit, man, man, eating some cans, and then at the very, and then at the very end, he's like English. Don't you want to know my opinions? Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> guys, we gotta go. I mean, if they- <laughs> yeah. no, it's just yeah, that's scary, right? We're, we're gonna we're gonna leave on that note of scary good stuff. PFT Media Production.